This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, show 133. So we own and manage over $50 million in real estate. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. Brandon Turner. What's up, sir? Not much. What's going on? You know, VA Bella, man. Life is good. Life is good. Via be- I, I don't habla espanol. That would be Italian <laughs> or espanol. I don't know. Man, life is good. Things are things are going well. We've we've had a you know a, a interesting week at work here. Sure. You know? We we I came under attack uh, by by uh, <laughs> some rogue overseas hackers trying to you know disable yeah. bigger pockets. That was yeah, fun. I woke up the other morning, so I have I have keyword alerts set um, for a lot of terms on BP, and then I also have, have subscribed to certain forums on BP. And one of those I have set up so that it sends me a text message, so I notice when there's like a new message on the site. Anyways, I woke up with 700 text messages uh, buzzing. I mean, my phone was just buzzing continually for like three hours. And what it was, was these spammers coming in and attacking the site, trying to take it down. And uh, that was a fun wake-up call, 700 text messages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which which led to a wake-up call for me yeah, and, yeah. and uh, some of our other staff. So yeah, it was it was fun, but we've we've handled it. And, yeah. and uh, anyway, yeah, but things are good, man. Things are good. We should, what's that thing Jordan said? Uh, our buddy Jordan said, uh, you, know, we know, you, you know you made it to the big time. When you get attacked by North Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. Yeah, I don't know if it was exactly uh, yeah, North Korea, but, either, but you know. Anyway. We're going to say it does because it sounds really cool. It sounds like yeah. we're, you know, like yeah, we're you legit, and I are Seth man. Rogen and uh, James Franco. <laughs> yeah, who are on, you, though? I'm, uh, I'm I clearly Seth Rogen. I'm clearly Seth Rogen. You are clear. Well, James Franco is a better looking one than yeah, Seth Rogen, so, so well, I don't then know. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, 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 we got a cool show today. I'm pretty excited about it and definitely looking forward to digging into it. Before we get to today's show, why don't we get to today's quick quick tip? tip. Today's quick tip is uh, today's show is one of the best shows, in my opinion, that we've ever recorded. I firmly believe that. I think you guys are going to love this. Just the idea of scaling your business from nothing to $50 million. I think this is going to blow you guys out of the water. So my quick tip for you today is share this with one person that you think would enjoy this. You know, Every single one of you know people who are into real estate, even just remotely kind of interested. I want to encourage you guys just today, if you enjoy this interview at all, just send an email, send a tweet, send a Facebook message, say, hey, I just listened to this web, uh, this uh, podcast. I think you'd like it. Just one person on your list as my quick tip for today. Maybe Love we can it. get this thing viral. Yeah, that'd be you guys great. Can help us get there. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Well, um, and really, really quickly, I, I just want to talk about the show. This show. No, it's not not allowed. I, I want to talk. You about can't it. talk about a show on the show. I want That's to talk clearly about not allowed. the show. Can you stop? It's like dividing by zero. You're dividing by zero. <laughs> Have you guys done the series? <laughs> was zero divided by zero yet? No. Have you done? Uh, where's my? Are, are you going to bust on. it out right now? I don't know where my phone is. Dang it! Anyway, hold you, on. Okay, uh, do ask I need Siri. Yeah, hold, hold up to the mic and say, "What is zero divided by zero? What is zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. 
And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Siri's kind of yeah, kind of problem, yeah Siri's got a little attitude. <laughs> anyway. right. Passive income without the property headache? It's possible. There's a way to invest passively in real estate and get monthly income without any tenants, maintenance, or property management. The Wealthy have been doing this for years, and if you're an accredited or high net worth investor, you too can collect cash flow without the headaches that come from owning rentals. How? By investing in a private real estate fund with PPR Capital Management. PPR's co-founder, Dave Van Horn, wrote the book on real estate note investing for BP. But he's not just investing in notes. Dave and his team also have an extensive background in commercial real estate. And with PPR Capital Management, they're strategically investing in both notes and commercial real estate nationwide. With over half a billion dollars in assets under management, PPR has provided individuals with a steady source of truly passive income since 2007 without ever missing a payment. Check them out at investwithppr.com. Again, if you're looking to get monthly passive income from an experienced team with a strong track record, go to investwithppr.com today. You might think you want real estate, but that's not true. What you really want is passive income. With new investors struggling to find deals or get enough money to buy them and veteran landlords tired of the constant tenant phone calls, is there a better alternative? Actually, there is. Short notes from Connect Invest. Connect Invest is an online investing platform that allows you to easily participate in passive real estate investing, and all you need is $500 to start. Short Notes collectively funds a diversified portfolio of commercial and residential real estate projects across acquisition, construction, and development phases. You'll earn a fixed monthly income without the hassle of owning or managing real estate. Head to connectinvest.com BP to create your account. Fund your digital wallet with at least $500. Select from six, 12, and 24-month short notes with annualized return rates up to 9%. Then sit back and let your monthly returns roll in. Join today by visiting connectinvest.com VP. Connectinvest.com VP. Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes, and there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24/7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day. Plus, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Today's show, we've got we've got a show that's as Brandon said it's it's all about building up this big business from nothing and and so those of you guys who think you know hey the guy's talking about you know 50 million in real estate i can't even imagine getting to 50,000 in real estate this show is actually for you uh so before you hang up and you know disappear and stop listening this show is for you. This show is also for the guy who's got 25 million, 50 million, 100 million. But th- this is really a show for everybody. So don't get intimidated by the numbers. Um, I definitely want you to pay attention. All right, guys, 
Let's bring him on. All right, Jason, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, today, we're doing something a little bit different in that Josh and I usually have some, you know, a pretty pretty long list of questions we want to ask. Today, actually, my goal on this was specifically to ask as few questions as possible because you're an intriguing guy. You've done a ton of stuff, and I just want to see where the conversation goes. So we're, yeah, uh, we're completely unprepared for this Completely show. unprepared, but I mean, purposely so. I did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah it was completely cuff. intentional. So, so let's, let's, wing let's, it. See, let's see how good we are. <laughs> okay. We're completely fall on our face. All right. I want to know, first of all, I mean, what do you do? I mean, what, what's your what's your niche? What's your strategy? What kind of investing do you do? And then we'll get into your history, how you got started. So we're a vertically integrated company. So we we own and manage multifamily properties. Um, it started off with you know duplexes, triplexes, that sort of thing, and it's built up now to to communities. It started with um, just some minor you know new carpet, new paint uh, type of improvements, and now we're doing we're doing major major. Uh, repositionings. Okay. And nice. how big are we talking? I mean, like you say communities, uh, like how many, so, yeah, what are we doing? So the, the last one that we purchased, it was a 148 unit community. It Ooh. was, uh, the purchase price was $4 million and we're doing $3 million of renovations. Wow. 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 Okay, wow. I, I want to definitely dig into that later in the show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, try yeah, to remember sure. to come back to that, but, uh, that's awesome. I want to, I want to get right to the, to the nitty gritty. So you said you started with two and three units. Now you're dealing with communities. How long have you been in the game? So I've been in the game for 10 years. I've bought my first property in December of 05. Okay. So in December of 05, you bought a what? It was a seven unit. So you bought a seven unit. How does one scale from a seven unit to a 148 unit? And so that that's what I want to talk about because I think, you know, our listeners, our, our viewers, our listeners, I, I think they're particularly interested in stories of people who can scale something. You know, you're not a guy who came in and and started with you know an inheritance of all these properties. You built up a business. You built up this company, and so it's it's fascinating to hear how somebody actually went about doing that. So you start with the seven unit. Now now you're buying 150 units at a time. You know, for th- four million with millions in renovations. How does one get there? Can we kind of quickly because I you know, not super quick, but can we kind of trace the pathway of, you know, how did you go, you know, tell us about the first couple deals you did and then how did you start to scale? What did it take to get there? Well, well, the great thing about it is that I had no clue uh, from the day that I bought my seven unit property. So, uh, you know, if some, if one of the listeners, you know, have a duplex or a triplex and they have no way of knowing how to get to the next level where you, you were exactly where, where I was. And, you know, the, the answer, the, the long and short of it really is, it, it's just a matter of finding solutions to the problems that come up. Um, you know, I had, I, I bought my first seven unit property. Well, uh, you know, at that point, if there was a plumbing leak, what did I, what, what could I do? I, I didn't have a plumber on staff, right? So I had to call a plumber. Well, that plumber came and he charged me $95 an hour and I, I really didn't like that. So that was a problem. <laughs> um, and so I kind of had to figure out a solution for that. So what was the solution? Well, the solution was, if, you know, if I buy more property, have more income coming in. I could support a staff, maybe one day support a master plumber. Then I'll never have to do that again, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the first problem. So I said, okay, well, you know, let's, let's go buy some more. So I looked to acquire additional properties and you know, it, it kind of steamrolled from there. Every, every additional asset to my portfolio was, you know, it, it was a headache. <laughs> I mean, so there was a problem associated with it. So you know, to answer your question in, in, in you know, briefly, it, it, it's just a matter of 
you know, what do you want? And, and for me, it was to, to build a large operation, to employ a lot of people. Uh, that was kind of my, my initial goal, just to see how big we could get it. Um, and as we started buying more property, I, I could afford, you know, having my first employee, but my first employee, he didn't have a, he didn't have a car. So I had to drive 30 minutes to pick him <laughs> up in the morning, 30 minutes back. And the only thing he could do was paint. And so, so you were the employee, by the way, just so, so you yes, know, <laughs> I've hung out many windows, painting the awnings. I've, uh, I, I've, I've done a little bit of it all. And basically, after that employee, and I, I figured, okay, well, I don't want to have to drive 30 minutes. That was my next problem, right? So I, said, <laughs> yep. I need to find somebody with a car. So I found somebody with a car. But the problem <laughs> is he was driving under a suspended license, right? So <laughs> he was driving under a suspended license. And so I had to graduate from there. I figured I needed more rental income. So I, I bought additional property. And then, you know, I graduated. I graduated to a guy who had a car and he could get to work. Stop it. it. You know, it, believe it or not, it, it happened. It happened. And uh, just the craziest thing would happen. We, 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 would, we would get a call here or there. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't that often. It was, you know, maybe once a month or so. But, you know, for example, I got a call from a tenant. She said, you know, I had a work order, uh, somebody to come and fix a fixture. I can't remember what the work order was, but she said, and my two laptops are gone. And, and we, oh. we, we, call, we call the guy. We say, hey, you know, you had a work order for this unit, right? Now, funny thing is, immediately after you left that unit, <laughs> they're missing their laptop. So, so a couple things started to disappear, you know, and that, that, that was kind of, you know, uh, I, I realized, okay, I had to move on from there. And therefore, that was just the other headache. I graduated from there, bought some more property. And, you know, from there, it was just, you know, running more efficiently. And, and really, I, I think that's, that's kind of uh, one of the, the things that, that really you know, projects and makes me makes makes us successful. It's you know when you find a problem, you create a system to fix it. And I'm not talking about a system that's you internally saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that again. It's it's a system. It's a checklist. It's no way to go from A to B without correcting it um, and without letting that situation happen again. And if you can do that for a majority of the problems that you have, you know, there's really only one way to go from there. That's right. awesome. There's so so much good stuff in that that I want to dive into and. Uh, I want to start with this idea of, you know, the idea of facing problems and, and overcoming them. So the best book I've read, or at least the best fiction book I've read in the past year was The Martian. Have you guys read that? I haven't, I no. Have not. A fantastic book called The Martian. Um, the movie coming out with Matt Damon here in the fall, but I mean, excellent book. Anyway, the whole entire book is about this guy who's stuck on Mars and has like one massive problem after another, after another. And the whole entire book is just him solving these problems. And I, when I was reading it, I thought, this is exactly like an analogy for the life of a real estate investor because that's all it is. Like it's putting out fires and solving problems and then creating systems so those problems don't happen again. Exactly what you were just right. saying. That's so, absolutely yeah, right. I, I love that. I love And like systems have been such a big like part of my life the last few months. It's just been everybody keeps talking about it. I'm like, man, I need more yep. systems. And so in yep. my own investing, what I'm looking to do is exactly what you were looking to do. It's is why I was excited to talk to you today is this idea of like, I want to scale up in, in terms of hiring people. I finally came to that conclusion about a month ago. I'm like, I'm tired of paying plumbers a hundred dollars an hour to come fix a stupid leak. I mean, a guy working for 15 bucks an hour right now could do the same thing. I just can't find that guy you know, to come work for two hours. So, That's exactly right. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how do I get to that point? I mean, maybe I can, uh, you know, get some free consulting here. How do I Brandon, get... this show is about <laughs> Jason. It's, it's not about, about me. No, 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 no. That's no, always about me. Pro bono. <laughs> so, how, uh, do I get, how do I get that first guy? How do I scale to the, get the right first hire? Do I have to make the same mistakes you did? 
Well, it, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, talking to you right before we, we started the podcast, you had mentioned that, you know, you have a 24 unit property. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's incredibly impressive seeing as though you have another full time job. Um, the rule of thumb that I kind of always went by or that I was taught was, you know, if you have a full time job, you never want to own more than about 12, 13 units or so. That's about the max. And if you are going to go into it, you need to go full time into it and get quickly up to about 80 to 90 units at a minimum. Um, and that, that's kind of what, what the rule of thumb is that I, you know, like I said, I've been taught and it holds true today, having gone through this, the experience myself, you know, to have 24 units and operate 24 units and have another full-time job. I mean, that, that is incredible. And that's, I mean, you're, you know, you're juggling a tremendous amount, (laughs) right? My wife handles a lot of that. So she quit her job to handle a lot of that. So that, that helps definitely is having that. He's not that impressive. I'm not that impressive. (laughs) No, but I am, I'm, we're up to, we're up to 42 right now. And that's why we're at that awkward space. Like we have the 24 unit and then a bunch of multi like small ones, it's sure. at that awkward place where it is. It's not it's big enough. To, place. Yeah, it's, it's not big enough to hire a, a full-time crew. Absolutely. It, but at not, 42, it's probably enough to kind of bring on that full-time handy guy or that kind of... That's what I, I looked at my expense numbers the other day, right? And I said, okay, yeah. we're spending, you know, what was that, like 2200 a month on average for maintenance. That's like normal maintenance. I'm like, well, I mean, even if it's not a full-time, could I... I mean, that's a question I can ask you. Can I start with a 30-hour a week or 20-hour a week employee? You, you absolutely can, but you know, again, you're going to kind of get what you pay for. Like you said, with a 24 unit property, um, you know, two hours a week, it, it doesn't interest the the, the maintenance yep. guy. You know, I mean, he's got you know Papa Bear over here that's giving him you know the 40 hours every week, and then he's got uh, you know Brandon that calls him once in a blue moon to come over there. And, you know, you're just yep. not priority for him. Yes, and so you know that that's just basically the bottom line. I mean, who knows? Some people stumble upon just a a, a phenomenal you know guy that's always kind of there for them, and you know, but that's that's a rarity. Um, so, you know, the answer to your question, and again, you know, I I say 80 units, again, it's kind of a rule of thumb. I mean, if you happen to get 40 units and you buy it for the right price and it's cash flowing in the right way, sure. You know, look at your numbers, look at your I and E. And if you're able to afford the, uh, the, the full-time guy, I I agree. You're, you're, you might be right there where you can afford them. And and absolutely. That's kind of the way to, uh, the way to do it. But to, to scale and if I were you, if I was in your position, as many headaches as you may have at this moment, I'd kind of put the pedal to the metal a bit, buy a few more. And so you can, you can hire that staff. I love that. I love that. I'm taking this podcast as a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to steal the show back to the people, not Take just it. to Brandon. Take it. Um, really quickly. I and E you're talking about income and expenses, correct? Correct. Just making sure. You know, correct. Profit I actually loss, did not P&L. know that. So I'm glad you said that. Cause I, sorry, I'll no, clarify. That's no, right. please. I'm not very intelligent. So, uh, uh, <laughs> all right. So again, there's been a lot of gold already talked about here and I, I want to kind of circle back and get a, get a few data points and then kind of move from there. So sure. you talked about your goal being to build a large operation with lots of people. How many employees do you have today? So right now we have just over 30 employees. Ooh. Okay. So, so 30 employees and how big is your business? I mean, if you're willing to share that, I mean, how how many properties do you have? How much in assets? I, I don't know if you're willing so, to share, but if you are, sure. sure. So we own and manage over fifty million dollars in real estate. We wow. have over twelve hundred units. Okay. Um, so the beginnings started with, like I mentioned, the duplexes and the triplexes. I amassed a portfolio of about seven hundred units, but it was comprised of about seventy-five different properties. In the last twelve months. Um, we've acquired an additional 450, 500 units buying communities, uh, buying 100-unit communities, 130-unit, 150-unit, uh, that, yeah. that type of scale. 
Got it. Wow, got it. That's okay. Kind of where the trajectory is headed. See, I mean, you've got a relatively small business going there. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. It, well, it's not well, that not that impressive, and and I don't know why we have you on the show. But. Well, I'll give it my best. I mean, give me a chance. <laughs> oh, okay. and, and you're not you're not like an older guy. I mean, you're a younger guy, right? I mean, yeah, you mind me asking how old you are? Uh, Thirty four. Yeah. 30, so. I mean, that's impressive. It's <laughs> not. On, impre- it's ridiculous. It's I not impressive. I, I, I appreciate that. It's ludicrous. Awesome. Now, now, th- this is this is ludicrous in a good way. It's very impressive. I'm. I kid. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Josh. So, so let's let's kind of step back again because that's crazy. How you know you talked about systems? Clearly, you've got to manage twelve hundred units. You got to have systems, and we throw that word around a lot. You know, we really, really throw it around a lot. And I just want to simplify it really quickly for the folks who just don't get it. And I, I think you talked about it uh, enough, but, but let's dig a tiny bit more. So by system, you mean finding a way to take something that I do on a regular basis or something that I'm trying to avoid doing, problems, mistakes, or things that you know happen regularly, and putting pen to paper, putting checklists, putting together a, a, a kind of an operations book to help run your company that you can bring other people in. They could read it. They can take over from you. It helps you scale. Is that kind of what we're talking about here? I mean, that's exactly right. You know, it, I always say, you know, if you want it, you're, you're going to find a solution. Right. And and if you don't want it as much, you're going to find an excuse. And, and there's really a solution to every problem. And the solution can be extremely fundamental. It can be as simple as a Word document with a checklist, you know, step one, step two, step three, step four. And you can't go to step four without doing step three, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's really as simple as that. And then once you kind of get those basics, you know, once you, once you kind of, you know, learn those, those fundamentals, then yeah, your, your, your systems can get a little bit more advanced. Heck, once you start buying more assets and it starts generating additional income, you can afford, you know, systems that people, you know, the IT guys, the guys much smarter than me have, have created to, to run things even more efficiently. You can utilize those systems and, and just get bigger and better systems. And so, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's really, in all honesty, it's, it's a mindset. And, yeah. you know, I, I wanted this. I, I, I wanted it. I wanted to grow, and I, and I, and I want to grow even, even larger. And, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's really what it boils down to. I'm, I'm not the smart guy. You know, you, you say it's incredible and, and, and all that, and I appreciate it. You know, I, I appreciate that tremendously, and, and thank you. But at, at the same time, I, I'm not the smart guy. I mean, it, you know, I'll tell you how much in, in, in assets I have, but I'm not going to tell you my SAT score because it's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> it's well, pretty embarrassing. I think that'll give people hope, though, hearing – about your, you know, 600 SAT score. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's the bottom line. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, initially it's as simple as creating a checklist, and that's what we did. Okay. Um, and, and then from there, we, you know, we've acquired additional systems. Happy to elaborate on that if you want to get no, into I, it. No, I think that's enough. I, I think, you know, that'll people, give people an idea of, of generally what we're talking about. All right, so. Um, can I jump in real quick? Before yeah, we move you on know, from whatever. systems, yeah. I, I was going somewhere. But <laughs> no, whatever, we're winging it. Oh, we're, we're winging it, Josh. Come on, what you gotta I, do. No, I like. I was gonna write a blog post this week. My next bigger pockets blog post, which will be out by the time this uh, interview comes out. But it was the title was gonna be "If you're unhappy, your systems are broke" or something along that line. Um, which now I guess I have to do that title because, <laughs> because I just said it. <laughs> but no, like the idea of like any time in my life that something's not working right and I'm upset or some things are going like slow or whatever. Like if I'm, for example, yesterday uh, for two hours, I spent painting the front of a rental property because my painter didn't show up for like two days in a row and it's got to be done by tomorrow. And so I went over there and painted for two hours.
hours with my wife. And now I can give myself excuses all day long of why I don't mind painting. I like painting. We got to hang out, but it was my anniversary and we spent two hours in the evening painting because my system is broken. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, and Brandon, don't, don't beat yourself up. You know, I mean, I, I really wouldn't say that, you, that your system is necessarily broken because you had to do that. If anything, I, I would say that you're learning the ropes and that's, that's fundamental step, sure. step one in the business. I know what it takes to replace a toilet. So the next time that a plumber walks in here and tells me that it's a three hour job, you know, I'm going to have him walk out just as quick as he came in because I, I've been there. I've done that, you yeah. know? And so, you know, you, you can't tell, I mean, and, and that's, you know, that, that's really kind of the, the, the craziest thing. And it's one of the things that I, I, I wanted to get into about how, you know, you wear just so many hats in this business and how every step that you take, there's somebody in there uh, kind of gunning for you, you know? And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, from the initial offer, you're negotiating with the seller on the contract, right? Then from the due diligence, whether you hire an inspector, he's going to come in, he's going to try to get his cut. Uh, then you're dealing with the banks. They're going to try to put in a point. Uh, then you deal with the insurance guy. He's going to start high. You're going to negotiate him low. On and on and on and on. And you know, for your listeners that are that are here, you know, studying up on this, uh, that's just they're doing a, a tremendous deed by by doing that. They're saving themselves thousands. They're saving themselves tremendous amount of mistakes. But the mistakes are coming. Let's not you know let let's not kid ourselves. The mistakes are going to come. But if you can minimize that, if you can limit that, you know, if if you can negotiate the bank down to just so much, or or this person to just so much, then you know maybe you can keep your head above water long enough to build an operation where you have good quality people working for you, pro- providing great services to your residents and and so forth. I love that. Hey, Jason, I, I, yes. I want to dig into you a little more because I love how transparent you are. I, sure. I love how you talk about the mistakes that you've made and you still make. And, Absolutely. And, and I think one of the hardest things for newer investors and, and especially the new guys are it, it's this fear. It's the fear to get started, the fear of making the mistakes. They want to know everything. They get paralyzed. And you're this guy who's got this, you know, portfolio of fifty million dollars in real estate, telling us that you're still making mistakes. There, you know, a lot of them are probably pretty unavoidable because you kind of got to get your hands dirty. There's no, you know, from a guy who's who's doing, you know, pretty significant stuff. You know, tell tell these listeners, tell the new guys who are who are frozen and paralyzed. Let's, you know, what's what's your take on getting started and screwing up? Good, good question. Good question. So, you know, I, I write a blog also on, on jasoncohenpittsburgh.com and I, I have a, uh, you know, top 10 list. And, and, and one of them is, you know, pull the trigger, pull, pull the trigger. Don't, don't be afraid to, to pull the trigger. I mean, I talk to just countless people that, uh, you know, I want to get into real estate. And, and so I, I kind of, you know, get with them and I, I coach them through some things and, you know, a great deal passes along that I'm not interested. I kind of hand it off to them and, you know, I, I talk to them next week and, and, oh yeah, I was going to do it, but I, you know, I I was scared about this or that. At some point you have to pull the trigger. Now, you know, the, the fear, fear, I, I would say for the most part is, is associated with the unknown, right? So if you want to get into this business, it's like my father always told me, you know, when I was getting out of college, I didn't, I didn't know what the heck to do. Right. Uh, you know, he, I said, well, maybe I'll open up a, a franchise or something. He says, okay, well, what, what type of franchise? I don't know, you know, selling burgers or something. He says, well, you know, you want to, you want to open up a franchise, you want to sell burgers, you know, go work at McDonald's. And I said, what do you mean go work at McDonald's? No, no, no. I'm going to start my own thing. That's the whole purpose of this thing, right? I'm going to start my own thing. I'll be my own boss. He's like, look, you want to own your own thing. You want to do your own thing. Go flip burgers figure it out and then start it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, it, 
it, it just, you know, it, it meant a tremendous amount to me as I kind of learned throughout the process exactly what he was meaning by that. And so how I, how I transition that back to real estate is, you know, if you want to be in this business and you have a fear, start, start off small, start off with a triplex, start off with a four unit building, learn the ropes, learn the fundamentals. You know, you're going to get taken by a, by a contractor. You're going to get taken by, yep. by, by the, by the bank. You're going to get taken, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's going to happen. Try, try to minimize it. Try to study up. I mean, do exactly what your listeners are doing right now, which is studying up. And, you know, once you learn those ropes, you know, jerk the hell out of it, you know, and when, once you learn those ropes, go pull the trigger on something. Yeah. Um, just, you know, study up and know what those headaches are going to be as they come to you. You know, as you grow, you're going to have these, you're going to have the guy that is going to take some things from your residence. Suddenly things are going to start disappearing from your tenant's apartment. Uh, you know, so you're going to have to deal with the guy that uh, just disappears on you. You're going to have to deal with the guy that, that, that steals your supplies. You're going to have to deal with all of that. But, yeah. uh, you know, as long as you can kind of foresee that, um, study up, you can do great. And if you start small, you start with a six or seven units, you can get to the thousand units. You absolutely can if that's what you want. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Really, really great. And I think as, you know, putting myself in, in the place of somebody who's never done it, you know, that's scary. It's scary. And but but hearing that other people, you know, who are successful continue to face these things and, and fight through them, you know, it's, it's not impossible and, and you just have to deal with it. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but it, You know, it, like you said, it, it's scary, but what you're doing now, I mean, I, I was reading, you have what over 300,000 subscribers to, to bigger pockets. Is that right? Or has that number gone up? I, I mean, that's incredible. Oh, yeah, that number's gone up. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, to start with the idea, Hey, let, let, let's start, you know, let's start a forum for real estate. I mean, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's quite random, you know, but, oh, but it's everything we all do is scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know, so if you want it and you guys clearly want it, uh, this is what you end up with something amazing. Yeah. You, I think it's, great. I think it's more scary to think of the people that, you know, are living off of what, $870 or whatever from social security when they're 60 years old and they have 20 years of that, 30 years of that, just sitting in front of a TV. I and mean, that, that scares, scares me. the hell out of me. Yeah. That, that scares, scares the hell out of me. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're going to be, you're gonna be scared about something. So, you might as well do it about something that you can, you know, make some income on. Look Absolutely. at you, all wise at your <laughs> 30 years, oh, he Brandon. He is enlightening. He is enlightening. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, man. Let's get, let's get back to your property. How do you find properties? So, that's actually, you know, uh, what, what I think makes us really, really good. And, um, you know, I, I got a job out of college uh, buying properties in Philadelphia. So, they taught me how to buy real estate. And that's really the only thing that I knew how to do and how to do well. And then from there, you know, the management side, I had to learn that on my own through, uh, through the mistakes that I've made. But, you know, how do we find property? You know, we do it by uh, approaching owners directly. So, driving the streets, Finding the owners, you know, the, the excuse of, well, I can't get a hold of him. I can't find his phone number. We found a solution to that. So I'm pretty confident that we can find just, just about anyone and everyone and their phone number. Um, and, and What's my phone them. number? <laughs> if me, I need five to ten minutes <laughs> and I'll get it. I know your Skype for sure. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, love, but, uh, I, I fully believe that. I mean, like in today's information age, like you can find anything you want to find if you want to find it, you know, like, absolutely. I mean, I've even heard stories. I mean, there's a, um, a guy, oh, what's his name? I think it was Mike Nelson. We interviewed a long time ago here on the podcast who would like send a cell phone to the PO box of the owner. And then as soon as he got that return receipt or whatever, like some kind of instant message, he would call the phone so that they would have to answer it. Cause he know that they picked it. I mean, like it was so creative and random, but what an interesting, yeah. like, if he wanted it bad enough, he'd get it. 
That's exactly right. And, and Josh, you know, I'm glad you asked the question because one thing I wanted to kind of talk about is, is a lot of people ask that. I mean, in, in this, in these, you know, hundred, I don't know how many, 130 podcasts that, that, that you've done, I'm sure the question comes up a lot. You know, how do you find, how do you find your property? And, you know, taking it back more at, at a fundamental level because I'm, a, I'm, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? So I like to keep it simple. <laughs> For your listeners out there, you know, how, how to find real estate? Well, the answer is to do what is, is not done by the masses, right? So you're not going to find it on LoopNet, okay? Yeah. You, you're not going to find it by calling your agent and asking them what's on the multi-list, okay? So w- what you want to do is, is how do I find an asset um, in a way that other people aren't doing, right? Other people are, 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 are driving down, uh, you know, to, to, their, to their realtor, finding their realtor that does the business or, or talking to a friend or a buddy. Uh, but how many people are, are driving down the street, looking at the property that is dilapidated, uh, has tall grass or something, going up to the door, knocking on the door, leaving a business card, or finding that person's address through the tax assessor record, sending them a letter? Not very many. Not very many. So if you can find kind of that unique approach, what, whatever it may be. I've heard a lot of variety. I, I know the, the, the yellow sticky pad or notepad or Letters. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that, that's a great method. I mean, if you can do something different, it, it's going to pay off because everybody else, I mean, on LoopNet, how many thousands and thousands of eyes do you have on that property? Yep. What makes you feel so special that you're going to find something in that that those thousands and thousands of eyes have not seen? And, you know, you just got to be honest with yourself, you know, that you got to look for another way. So you're saying do the, I mean, you're saying you got to do the work, you got to hustle, you got to just get out there. And, and I mean, a lot of people, I, I think, think, Hey, you know, if there's nothing in my area, there's nothing for sale. I see nothing listed. You know, I don't know what to do. This is so hard. You're saying, yeah, it's hard. You got to do the work. And if you do the work and if you, you hustle, you're going to find opportunities. There, there's no secret here. I mean, if you're looking for the easy way out, uh, it, it, it's, you know, I, I'm sorry. You might want to, you know, go back to another podcast because I'm not, I'm not able to, to provide <laughs> that information. It is, it go. is not easy by, by, by any stretch. I think one of the greatest life lessons, and I, and I owe a tremendous amount uh, to the company that I got, and actually my, my closest friend that got me the job. But you know, one of the greatest life lessons that they taught me was basically in, you know, in week two, they told me, you know, I was out in Pittsburgh. They say, we want you to stop at, uh, at uh, Walnut Capital. That, that was the, the, the company's name, at the, which still is. And they owned, you know, thousands of units, thousands of units. And I've been at the business for two weeks coming off of a, a busboy, you know, temporary job at, at the island. You know, he says, yeah, I want you to go in there and I want you to try to buy their properties. So, what, are you, what are you talking about? He says, I want you to walk into that office Ask for the owner of the company and try to buy their properties. I said, you got to be kidding me. You know, I'm, I'm still learning the terms here, you know. And sure enough, I mean, I, I didn't want to disappoint. I, I put on my, my, my suit. I walked in there and I had my little briefcase and I, I, I knocked on the door and I asked to speak to the guy. And he said, oh, hold, hold on. I said, well, okay, I guess they're, <laughs> they're going to go get me a secretary or something. Sure enough, the guy walks down and I said, hey, you know, do you mind if I talk to you a little bit? And he said, well, who the hell are you? Well, you know, I, I represent a group of investors. Um, they had seen your property and are interested in, in, in talking to you a little bit further about it. Would you mind sitting down with me and, and having a 10-minute a conversation? I'm not going to occupy too much of your time. Sure enough, he took me up there. His partner was there. We were at a round table. And, you know, bottom line is within about 10, 20 minutes, you know, they kicked me out of there. Um, <laughs> and I got nothing from it. So, you know, I'm sorry. This, the story doesn't end with a, <laughs> with a, with a great ending. Uh, but, but the bottom line is kind of look, looking back on it, you know, I basically felt if, if I could do that, you know, I, I could walk into anywhere. I could talk to anybody. 
Um, and, and sure enough, it went from there. And, and don't get me wrong, I've been grabbed by the caller and escorted out of, of somebody's office because they, <laughs> you know, I didn't have my appointment lined up. Um, I've been told some choice words here, there. And you know, I, I've, I have built up a, a tough skin. But you know, out of those 2,000 no's and, and, and 100 get the hells out of here and, 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 and 10 you know, dubious situations, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've gotten some yeses. You know, I've gotten 1,200 units worth of yeses. And, and, and that's, what it, that's what it comes down to if you want to get to this level. You know, if you're looking for the 10, 20, 30 unit, there, there's other ways to go about it. There's other ways to achieve it. And you don't have to kind of get the scrapes and bumps that I've gotten along the way. But if you want it, you know, fi- find a way to get it. I love yeah, that. I, it reminds me of Michael Jordan and, and his his quotes uh, about uh, all the all the missed shots. I think I, I just pulled up one one of the ones that you know I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost yeah. almost three hundred games. <laughs> Twenty six times I've been trusted to take the wait, game winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player that ever lived. You got to <laughs> fail to succeed. You know, he, he obviously says it much more eloquently than I do. Yeah, uh, you no, did all right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the, you know, I, I've, I've made a, a heck of a lot of mistakes. And, you know, that, that's the beauty of, of, of the forum here. You know, people can come on here, learn about other people's mistakes, uh, but don't think that you're going to go through it unscathed. And as yeah. long as you accept that these issues are going to come up, headaches are going to arise, you know, there are going to be issues and obstacles. Um, as, as long as you, have upset, uh, you know, accept that, I think you can minimize the level of fear. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. You know, hey, can, well, I was going to say one nice thing about multifamilies too is like you mentioned earlier, you're not going to find them necessarily on LoopNet. You're not going to necessarily find them, you know, on the MLS or whatever because you want to look for, you know, people aren't looking. And the fun thing about multifamilies is that because they're owned by investors, everyone is for sale. You know, it's not like single family homes where people, I mean, obviously some people will not sell no matter what, but generally speaking, investors want to make money. And so there's always a price. Everything's for sale that you see at some multifamily pretty much. Yeah, and and also kind of an extremely helpful thing is is to learn your market. You know, I mean, yeah. exactly what you said, Brandon. Everything's for sale. It's 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 very interesting to to really understand the dynamic. I mean, we started in Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is an incredible, incredible city, and it's a sleeper city. I'll tell you what. I mean, that that city in in five to ten years, you know, it's going to be much more incredible than it already is showing signs of being. Um, and that, to see the dynamic there, and the and the conversations that you have with owners there. I mean, there you're you're dealing with a lot. Of situations where property owners are, are, are saying, you know, listen, my my great grandfather built this property with his bare hands, and you know, there's no way in heck I'm selling. And so there, there, there's a different yep. approach to that. And I, you know, I I love Pittsburgh. I mean, that's that's where it all started for us. And uh, you know, it, that's an that's a unique conversation to have. Where the dynamic here in 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 Texas is somewhat shifted from that in the sense of, you know, we're, we're calling about a property. It's an investor from, you know, California that's saying, you know, what, what property? Oh, well, it's the, this, this one here on, on so-and-so <laughs> address, you know, it's, it's 150 unit property you own there. You might want to, you might want to look that one up. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they say, yeah, absolutely. Anything's for sale, you know, sure. Yeah. What, I mean, as long as you meet my, my number, you, you, you offer the cap rate that I'm looking for, um, you can have it. So it, it, it's, it's a different approach, but learn your market and, you know, learn the fundamentals, start small, you know, learn, learn the people, the owners of the property. When I was kind of doing the acquisition side of it, I felt comfortable in saying that any area that I'm purchasing real estate in over a four unit property. I know them. I know who the owner is. I've either been kicked out of his office or 
I, I, I know that his kids are taking over the property or I know that he's going to sell in two or three years. I had my database. That, that's where you want to get to because once you have that data, you truly are an asset. You really become powerful um, and, be, and you're able to cherry pick at that point. Okay, I'm going to dedicate my energy on this area of town with these particular people and, and you can kind of, you know, you, you can be dangerous at that point in time and, and in regards to the amount of, you know, real estate you can acquire in a short period of time. Nice. Yeah, I love that. All right, let me... Let me relate back what you, we just talked about now to something we talked about way earlier, and that is the idea of systems with the idea of finding properties. My assumption is you are not the one out there driving and knocking on the doors. Is that right, or do you, do you have people for that now? Well, you know, the, the way that I always explain it, out of our 30 employees, I and one other guy, I say, are part of the expansion side of our business. Everybody else is part of the operational side. Um, so, you know... Uh, Juan, Juan Maldonado, who's, who's a subscriber and he's very active there uh, on, on Bigger Pockets, has done just a, a, an incredible job for our company. And, um, you know, he is solely the, responsible for the acquisitions. Um, you know, a lot of time we kind of, you know, we kind of tag team the situation. You know, he'll, he'll find a deal, you know, he'll get the information, you know, maybe I'll get involved at that point. A- am I cold calling, you know, not as much as I would love to be doing, but yes, I am involved in that side. I do negotiate. I do. Uh, I am involved in the due diligence. I'm very involved at this point in time, and kind of trying to work towards, you know, pulling myself away from that. Um, but you know, that that's that is where I'm at. Where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right I because I, I, you know, like that's something like I think of when I think of systems, I think a lot of the idea of you know a property manager or somebody to do maintenance. Uh, but you know, I struggle a lot with like with that idea of scaling and bringing on somebody to do acquisitions and that side that's a whole different you know skill set and and thing that I don't have systems for at all I mean I'm very uh, I'm pretty good at other systems that I have in my business some of them whether they're broken or not and but yeah <laughs> the acquisition side is just tough but it seems like you have a pretty good system that's working well, for you l- l- luckily for me that that was that was the part that was taught to me uh, that was the, the the company that I joined that taught me how to do it um, taught me how to find a deal, and um, but every, everything else, like where you say you have the management systems and those type of things, I knew nothing about it. Yeah. And you know that that's kind of where I, I I started from scratch and made my mistakes. And I wasn't smart enough to do what your listeners are doing, uh, which is really really dig deep in in for that education and and, and find that education. And so you know every every one of them is is in strides much more smarter than me in that regards. The route that I took was the route of of the mistakes, the stumbles and fumbles and bumbles, and that, that's the route that I took. And you know it it, it hurt. It, it definitely hurt. But along the way. You know, good came from it, and and I think where we're at right now is is a really great position, um, and we're really positioned well to just expand aggressively. Like I mentioned, it took us ten years or or nine years to get to about seven hundred units. In the last twelve months, we've acquired about four hundred and fifty. So you can see kind of the expansion, the the yeah. pace, and where we're at today. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's very like scaling, like the kind of hockey stick kind of. Kind of and it's a lot easier for somebody with an operation with 30 people to acquire 400 units in a year than it is a guy like Brandon who doesn't have an infrastructure. No offense to Brandon, but you know, you've got to build up to get to the point where you have the infrastructure, which will allow you to then accelerate how quickly you grow your portfolio. That, that's exactly right. In fact, the acquisition specialist, which is the, the, the title of the position that we call it, um, you know, that, that was essentially the, the 30th uh, position in our company uh, you know, in, in regards to the, you know, the number on the payroll. That, that is purely an overhead play. I mean, from day one, that guy is not making any money for us. You know, he's yeah. costing us money. Um, until he finds a deal that's cash flowing, um, he, he hasn't really added a, a dollar to the, t- to the till. But um, you know, once you kind of build that infrastructure – 
um, and have that cash flow coming in to a point where there's a little bit of excess cash flow that you can, um, you know, hire these kind of, uh, you know, reinvest in the company in this way. Those are the decisions. Rather than take that that money and and, and put it in my pocket, I I, I wanted to grow even larger and, and like I, like I mentioned, build an an, an operation. Um, and so instead of putting that money in my pocket, I put it in an acquisition specialist. And you know, uh, like I said, I mean he he's been incredible and and has really taken our company to the next level. Remember when you had to pay to get a leads phone number? It was like the dark ages until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com bp. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Whether you need to buy or sell, or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes to help you see new homes first. And they give you personalized recommendations based on the homes you like, so you can find a home that's just right for you, whether that's a cabin, a craftsman, or a castle. With the top-rated Redfin app, you can favorite homes, share listings with others, and schedule tours even on the same day with a local Redfin agent who can help guide you through the whole home buying process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents have the experience to help you get the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards what matters most to you, like your next home. In fact, last year, Redfin saved home sellers $127 million. No matter where you are in your real estate journey, Redfin can help. Download the Redfin app to get started today. We're always looking for ways to improve, searching for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for better is by matching with quality candidates. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Just go to Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. 
SimpliSafe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes. And there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. SimpliSafe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24-7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day. Plus, SimpliSafe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I love that. I love it. Um, okay, let's move over to, to financing. I want to talk about how you're, I mean, how do you finance $50 million worth of real estate or however many loans you got? I mean, how do you, how, are you doing partnerships? Are you doing bank loans? Like, well, like? um, you know, initially, um, you know, he's no got money, 50 million uh, in his pocket, Brandon. Let's, you know, <laughs> that, on, that's bro. how it all started. I stumbled Clearly. upon it. Stumbled upon it and life's been good. Over the rainbow. <laughs> yes, a pot of gold. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Initially, it was, and, and what I was taught was how to buy real estate with no money down. And, I, and you guys, I'm sure, have talked about that a tremendous amount of times. Um, you know, uh, contacting the property owner, convincing the property owner to hold a second mortgage, uh, going to the bank and requesting a first mortgage. I mean, right now, you know, the, the banks, you know, certainly frown upon that a little bit more. I still believe it's possible. But that's how we initially started. The first property that, that we bought, I, I left with the keys and a check for $8,000. Nice. Um, and, and, you know, that to me was just, it was, it was an eye opener. And so that's how it happened. I went to and, and I typically like to work with local banks when I'm when I'm buying my properties. Uh, the smaller banks um, typically they they aren't able to cherry pick like the big guys, right? I mean, I'm not going to go to a uh, you know a Chase Bank or um, you know Bank of America and, and ask for a loan because it's just you know their terms are not going to be as aggressive as aggressive as the little guy. So you want to go to a local bank that will look at the piece of real estate and, and you know when I uh, the way that I always explained it to a bank is, is say, listen, I'm not going to be knocking on your door every day of the week with a new deal. I got this deal. I got that deal on LoopNet. I got this deal. But when I find a deal, there's going to be something special about it. It's going to be substantially under market value or there's going to be a just major upside potential. And so I, I look for a bank that, you know, while they do look at me and yes, I have a reasonable credit score, um, you know, I'm not bankrupt. Um, you know, I have those kind of just fundamentals that you really have to have to, to, to be in this business. You know, I take them the deal, show them the deal, show them that it cash flows from day one. Um, that's how I started. Um, so initially started with no money down, bought, a, bought several properties that way. Um, also then got a line of credit from a bank and started using that as some of my equity. Um, and then from there started, you know, every month when I was paying down my mortgage, I was building that equity, right? Um, so every month I was worth more. My, my, my net worth was going up. Um, my cash flow was starting to come in. Uh, but, but again, you know, it, this, this, especially at the beginning, it's a, a cash poor, equity rich uh, business, right? I mean, you, you, yeah. you never have the cash flow um, until you're able to scale. And so once we got to that, that other level, then you know, I could start putting, instead of trying to find the deals that we had to convince the seller to hold a second mortgage, because we, you know, we got kicked out a lot of those offices when we made those offers, um, you know, finding the deal that yeah, it required 50,000 down or 25,000 down, you know, years into it, I, I was able to put that down. And, at, you know, at, at that point, you know, one of the most valuable things is, is track record. 
you know. And so once you have that track record, um, then you have a very, very close relationship with the banks. They know what you're capable of doing, um, and 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 they believe in you. And so you know, at, at some point, I really believe that they're investing more in you um, than in the real estate or, sure. or the particular guarantee. And you know, it, it, again, it, it you know, I, it, it all boils down to just. You know, when you have that problem, you, you find a solution. And so if you get turned down by the first bank, you know, why don't you pitch to, to seven or eight banks on your first deal? So you get told, you know, your, your four or five no's and you figure out why they told you no. Um, and the answer could just be, hey, we're Bank of America and we can cherry pick and, you know, we're not going to risk it on a, a first timer like you. Or the, the answer can be with a smaller bank that says, yeah, sounds good, makes sense, the numbers make sense, you know, you, you have a good approach. Sure, we'll start with a seven unit with you and see where it goes from there. No. Hey, Jason, so, you know, you, you talked earlier about this 148 unit that, that you picked up for $4 million. Again, I think it was $3 million renovations. How did you finance that particular property? Was that from a bank loan? Did you put 20%, 25% down? Um, and then how are you financing the repairs? Great, great question. So, um, you know, my, my initial goal was to, you know, find somebody that had a car, right? I mean, that, that was my, my initial goal, you know, yeah. but as, as we've scaled, um, you know, my goal is essentially to try to, uh, get into the private equity realm and, and, and maybe after that, after that, get into the institutional realm, right? But what does, so let's start with the private equity, which is my, obviously kind of my next goal in the process, um, which we've been planting a lot of seeds with. What, what podcast are they, won't hurt that, by the way. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I thank you again for, for having us on there. So if you private equity guys are out there, please give me a call. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the next goal. And, and, and ultimately from, you know, kind of learning and, and studying up uh, 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 about what it is that they're looking for, you know, really track record is, is kind of the number, one, the number one thing, you know, track record. And so um, what they want to see is that you've been able to uh, pull other people's money together, kind of buy a project with, with their money, do, do some proper reporting to them, you know, give them a, a positive return on their money um, and kind of go full circle on a deal. Buy the deal, reposition the deal, stabilize it for a year or two, divest of it. And that's what they would like to see, or at least that's what I'm being told that they'd like to see. And so that's, that's what we're going for. And initially, the way to do it is, you know, you, you start with your, your family. You know, you start with your, your, your cousins and your friends. And, you know, it gets in some dangerous territory in the sense that you don't want to, you know, ruin a relationship with your family because Thanksgiving dinner is, is going to be a, a quiet one, you know. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, if you have the track record, you have the confidence, it's, yeah, it's, it, you know, you, you pull the trigger. Got it, you, got it. You pull the trigger. All right, so let's get back to the specifics on you know the the one forty eight unit. Sure. Um, is that you know was this through a bank or was this through partners or was this so, through yes. family? So I have a, a, a GP, right? So the the general the general partnership is made up of myself um, and another very very close friend of our uh, of our family, a physician. And so we then went out and got a couple of our family members uh, to put in some money via the, the LP side, the limited partnership side. Um, you know, and you ha- there, there's a lot more uh, re- related to that, uh, sure. related to the disclosures and, and then the paperwork uh, that, that you have to do associated with that. And so, you know, this is certainly something that, you know, we're taking it very, very slowly um, and we're kind of just learning the ropes because it's kind of the next area that we want to get into. But, but this deal was made up of, of a few people putting some money together going to a local bank that we have a relationship with, them funding 80%, 
us fun in 20% and you know it's off to the races from there and if we don't disappoint and we prove ourselves and and we do the proper reporting and we send them the evidence that we're using their their funds wisely and that the rents started at 500 a month and now they're at 795 a month and this is what the product looked like before we we have to be able to tell that story not only to the bank and to my my partners um, but we we have to prepare that story and package it next for the private equity people sure um, and, that's just that's kind of where we're at. I, I think we're at a really really exciting point, at, at least in, in in our organization, um, where a couple of these deals are probably going to come full circle in a, in a year or two, and and then you know hopefully that pace of what I mentioned before, which is buying 450 units in in in, in 12 months, is is going to be you know uh, compressed into maybe a couple months, and you know who, who knows. Case I think our, our experience and track record has proven that um, you know we're 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 on the right path. All right, yeah. cool. One more awesome. follow-up on this. So presumably the bank is lending on the asset itself. The $3 million for repairs, is that coming from the bank as well? So we typically like to approach a bank and ask for about 80% LTC or loan to cost. So that's 80% of the purchase price of the property um, and 80% of the renovation funds. Um, so they'll loan 80% of the $4 million. They'll loan 80% of the three million, and we have to come up with in this particular situation, I think it was one point six million. Okay, got it, got it, got right. it, got it. Cool. Um, last last question for you. Sure. You're you're a guy who's you know doing quite a bit of business, and you're on this little site called Bigger Pockets with you know three hundred and twenty thousand plus members. Yes, more <laughs> than three hundred. Um, and I'm happy to be here. Well, why? Why? Why does it, you know, I mean, a guy like you, why would you, you know, hopefully this is the right uh, question to ask, but, you know, uh, why do you join like, Pockets? A, a, a guy like me, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I really don't know what that means. Like like I mentioned, I mean, I, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I, I'm not the smart guy. You know, when I was in college and, and I had to, to study for a test, it, you know, you always spotted those guys that like, it looks like, you know, they went to bed at nine, they woke up at seven, happy and ready to go, and they aced their exam. With me, <laughs> I, I had to stay up till three o'clock in the morning. I barely made it in class, hair all a mess, and, and you know, I, I, I had to fight for my for my B minus, you know, and, and that's just the, the the guy I am so being in a forum and 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 just you know I, I learned a tremendous amount for it don't don't get me wrong I mean there's a, a you know although I've made a ton of mistakes there's another ton I haven't made and I love to kind of hear about uh, other obstacles that people are going through and I and you know the, the position that I got straight out of college was a mentor mentory setup the same way that it is for Juan and myself I am his mentor he is my mentoree and 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 that's the setup that we have and and it works just tremendously I mean where where it's gotten us in, in just the short period of time that he's been with us is incredible. And so, uh, you know, I, I have spoken to a couple people that have reached out to me and, and I, I love sharing the knowledge. And if I can save them from the, from the, the major headaches and, and, and problems that I've come across, I, you know, I, I love to do it. I, I have to bring it up, Josh, in, in, in regards to, to, you know, how I, I, I ended up kind of on this podcast here. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, we had a little, little, little gathering at my house and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and, and talking about, you know, this or that. And somehow real estate came up and, you know, somebody, somebody spoke up and said, you know, how do I get into real estate? And I said, well, you know, there's, 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 there's this phenomenal source uh, that, that you should go on. It's, it's bigger pockets. And, you know, out of the background, I hear my brother and say, hey, is that Josh Dorkin's bigger pockets? I look back <laughs> and I, I look at this guy and I'm like, how the, what? 
what do you know about Josh Dorkin? He's like, he, he's on my phone. He's, look, look, he's a contact. All my, he's my buddy. So what do you mean he's your buddy? He says, yeah, we did a film together. And, and I said, listen, you know, I, you know I've been in this business for 10 years now. You know over the last few years where we're, you didn't think it was important to mention that you happen to have worked closely and your buddies with a guy that runs one of the most rapidly growing real estate forums. Most, you, know, you wouldn't think to at least just mention that to me. <laughs> He says, look, hold up. I'll text him right now. I said, you should have texted him three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so Johnny texted me and told me about you guys hanging out. And we, we talked and he's like, you know, let's see what we can do. And yeah, man, it was, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think we'd talk about it here, but yeah, man, it's, 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 that's funny. It's a great site. Your brother, I, I love your brother. He's a great guy. I've known him for 15, I don't know, man, 15, 16 years back when, you know, the people who know the story. I mean, I, I did, you know, you were flipping burgers at McDonald's or, or thinking about it in order to get into the franchise business. I was doing like some real crap stuff to learn the film business. And, you know, I was working on every student film so I can learn how real films were made and, and, you know, ended up meeting your brother and, and we did some projects together and, and I love working with him and, you know, well, it was completely random up until, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had no idea that, that he knew you and that I, well, yep. I, I don't know you, but I feel as though I do listening to all the podcasts and, and being on bigger pockets. And it was just, <laughs> it, it was random. It was, it was hilarious. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, I, I really appreciate you guys, you know, let me, uh, come on here and kind of bloviate for a bit and, uh, you know, thank you. Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. It's all, it's awesome. It's all good, man. It's all good. Perfect. Well, that's a good transition it's, over to the world-famous Fire Round. It's time for the Fire Round. All right, the Fire Round. These are questions that come directly from the Bigger Pockets forums, which we've talked about numerous times in this episode already, uh, but people can get to that at biggerpockets.com slash forums. Go participate in the community there. But question number one, and you kind of already touched on this, so I'm going to tweak the question. The question was, where's the best place to look for multifamily properties for sale? I'm going to tweak that. I'm going to say, where's the best place? And maybe it's the same answer. Where's the best place to find like small multifamily? For those people who are just looking for a duplex, triplex, or fourplex, where's the best place to find that? You know, my answer to that would be pounding the pavement, walking down the street and looking for the property that looks a little off, has some tall grass, has some shingles falling off the roof, looks a little bit dilapidated, and then grab that address and don't stop until you find the property owner. Call them, ask them to sell. Simple as that. And um, get ready for a lot of no's, but again, there, there will be some yeses. Cool. Fantastic. All right. Looking to get into my first apartment acquisition, hopefully five to 10 units to start. What's the best route for financing with a small down payment, 10 to 15K, but very high well, credit score? Okay, that, that, that's exactly the next question that I was going to ask is, is what is your, 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 your credit score and what, what type of financial situation are, are you in? So if your credit score is good, um, you know, as long as the numbers make sense, and certainly you want to study up on that. You know, you want to know how to run, uh, how to underwrite a deal. You know, what to factor in. It's not as simple as the rent and my maintenance cost um, and my taxes and 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 you know my utilities. It's it's not as simple as that. Um, but once you really have a good bearing on that, and there's plenty of sources here on Bigger Pockets that provides that information. Plenty of people, you know, offering pro formas uh, for free. Once you know that the numbers are right, your credit score is good. Like I mentioned, go to a local bank. Um, nothing huge. Don't go to the big banks. Don't go to the big names. 
go to a local bank, ask to speak to their commercial department, and pitch them the deal. Do that five or six times when you have the first deal under contract. And again, you'll, to- you'll be told many no's, but there will be a yes. Yeah. Awesome. Love That's it. That's great. Yeah. All right. So uh, what question should I ask when interviewing a property management company? Hmm. Wow. Okay. And I know you manage your own, but like, you know, if you were going to go and hire a property manager to look after some of your properties. Hmm. I, I, I would like to see their reporting. Okay. What, what type of reports do they produce on a monthly basis? What's on the report? Um, and, and, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, associated with that is, is, what do they charge for? You know, some charge for uh, a leasing expense if they lease the apartment for you. Uh, some charge a strict management fee, but are they going to charge anything uh, above and beyond that? What does the management fee cover? It, it's really just learning more on the, the financial side of it. Um, obviously, I'm going to do my due diligence before I go to a management company and study up on, you know, uh, what others have to say about them, um, you know, what their track record is in the neighborhoods. I, I certainly don't want a company that has their entire portfolio, you know, 30 miles away from me and I, now they're interested in taking on this you know duplex 30 miles away from uh, where they where you know their bread and butter is and so there, there's some other things involved there I am sorry it's not a, a simple direct question but uh, it's a combination of that doing my due diligence on, on on them and their reputation and seeing kind of what their billing practices are right on right cool. on. Love it. okay well fo- follow-up would be what should I know about building a successful property management business hmm um as long as you can minimize your 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 errors, you know, and and keep your errors, you know, keep keeping your errors to the minimum is the most important part. You're you're gonna have a lot of them, um, but if you can minimize them, so so again, it it, it just comes to um, if you make a mistake, you know, create a system to where you can't make that mistake again. Yep. Um, and and you know that's ultimately what it how you build a successful one. You're expected to, to, to make mistakes. You're expected to fail in some areas. But as long as you can correct it quickly um, and try to never repeat it again, you're, you're only going to get better from there. Right well, on. I love that. That, that. that perfectly sums up what I was saying earlier about the broken system, right? So if you make a mistake, look at that as, okay, how do I build a system that this mistake doesn't happen again? And that I love that. that you put that perfectly. That's exactly right. Yeah, I love Thank that. Thank you. Thank All you. right, cool. All right, moving on. Uh, I guess it's time for the famous... Famous Four. All right. So the Famous Four, these questions come, uh, wait, no, these don't come directly. These are the same questions we ask every single week here on the show to every single guest. And so you've probably heard them before, but we're going to ask them anyway. Number one, what is your favorite real estate book? Favorite real estate book. Can I, can I pick a newspaper? Okay. Sure. So, so I am a fan of the, the business journals or the business times, right? So in the markets that I'm in, I, I have the Austin Business Journal coming to me. Um, I have the Pittsburgh Business Times coming to me. Um, shout out to those guys. Uh, they do an incredible job. Um, and to me, that is one of the best real estate books that I read on a weekly basis. Um, you know, it provides you leads, right? It tells you who's going through, through some financial troubles. It'll show, you know, judgments or bankruptcies, things of that nature. Might be some people you want to make a phone call to. Um, it'll show deals that have kind of transacted. That to me was more of a, 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 a damn it, I missed that one uh, <laughs> type of thing. But it's, you know, yep. it's fun to read. You know, and it also gives you knowledge about what's going on in the market. And that, that's huge. I mean, when you're talking with a seller, um, you're trying to negotiate with a seller and he can tell you, hey, you know, uh, John Doe sold his property for twice as much as what you just offered. Yes, but John Doe just 
fully renovated, uh, you know, their 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 property and and bought it so and so long ago for this amount of price. If you have that knowledge, that expertise, um, you know, they're they're more prone to listen to you. They're more prone to take your deals ser- more seriously. And so, if you know the industry, if you know the business, you can go talk to the players. You can talk to the bankers. You can talk to these other people much more intelligently and come across as somebody that you know they should invest with or somebody that should do business with you. I love that. I love that. Business yeah. journals, local business journals are absolutely amazing resources for real estate investors. And I don't think anyone's mentioned it in a 130 plus show. Yeah. So thank there you. you. I, I accomplished some today. Yay. <laughs> some value. Some value. All right. How about business books? What's business your favorite book. business book? You know, again, kind of keeping the, the, the theme of keeping it simple, uh, fun, fundamental. You know, my, my favorite book, and I, I'm sure it's probably been mentioned here before, is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Okay. Um, you know, that, that, that book, um, it has some, you know, s- some, some extremely fundamental tips about how to negotiate, you know, something as simple as smiling, something as simple as eye contact, something as simple as repeating the person's name. But, but it, 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 it drives each one of those points home with some, some incredible statistics about how they can benefit you. It, it's been an incredibly helpful book that has guided me throughout the, you know, my entire career. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's certainly a must read. That's, that's the only book that is uh, required reading in, in, uh, for anybody that joins my, my team. Um, I think it's just a great place to start. Solid. Solid. Cool. Solid, solid. All right. Let's get to my last question, which is what do you do for fun? And I know your brother is obsessed, absolutely obsessed with Nine Inch Nails. Are you like following them around the world like he likes to do? You know he's he's absolutely obsessed with nine inch nails. He's obsessed with uh, with soccer. Soccer, We're big, yeah. big Argentine <laughs> fans. Yes, you uh, are. You know, suffered a tough loss. Um, you know, recently uh, against Chile in the finals, but uh, but we're over that. I, I'm, you know, I'm unfortunately real estate kind of kind of consumes me, and I and I really don't. I mean, you know, I go out to the bars with my buddies here or there, or go out to dinner with some friends, and they're talking about stats, and they're talking about you know this guy rushed this many yards, and I think he's going to be this draft pick because he he has this type of whatever. I, I'm I'm unfortunately quiet during those conversations because <laughs> I just can't add any value there. Um, but w- you know what I do for my hobbies, you know, it, it, it does shift from time to time. I, I really, you know, try to to work out as much as I can. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that's over the years that has dwindled down to very very minimal. Um, but lately, you know, it's been uh, spending time with friends and family. You know, usually it's in or or near the water. You know, whether it's on a on a boat on on, on the water or at the beach, and you know, that's. That's really where I like to spend most of my, my free time. Sounds good. Great, great. And I, uh, I want to, I want to add a fit, or another question here because I wanted to ask it earlier and I just forgot. What's your before I get to the final question of the final four? Sure. So this is like three point five. What is your? What's your goal? Like where are you headed now? It's a good question. So uh, my my goal or or the next step really for us as a company is uh, to team up with a private equity group. Okay, um, that that that's our goal. That and and I, you know, there let's call it two goals, right? So so uh, that's my uh, you know one of my priorities right now is to to work with a private equity group that wants to come in and sees our track record and is interested in in, in doing business with us. Um, secondly, I, I would like to expand um, our third party management platform. So I would like to take on clients. So anybody out there in San Antonio, Austin, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that is wow, looking he's for some management. Sorry, sorry, okay, no. okay, sorry. I had to, I was just, well, we'll just cut it off, off on its own. Yeah, that's all. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, and, and so we'd like to we'd like to build that that platform. Sure. 
Okay. Cool. Okay. So my official last question. What do you believe sets apart the successful investors from those who give up, fail, or never get started? I, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure we touched on this a, a few times today, but you know, I, I like to think that I find more solutions than the other guy. Um, you know, when he comes ac- across a problem, you know, he'll he'll come across an excuse for for why it can't be done, or why it shouldn't be done, or or why it's impossible to be done, or you know, whatever the case may be. I I, I try to find solutions. I I am decisive. I believe. Um, you know, I pull the trigger. And I, I think ultimately that that's what it comes down to. Again, it's it's not the smarts. It's not the it's not the you know uh, the, just the genius ideas that, that that we come up with. I, I I don't have them in this noggin of mine, but um, you know it's 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 the decisiveness, cool. the mentality, the mindset. Excellent, excellent. It. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, before I let you go, where can people find out more about you? Here's, here's your chance to plug. Oh, okay. okay. I get plug to do it plug again. away. Get yeah. to do it again. Well, um, I, I always have a passion for, for <laughs> Pittsburgh, and I stay true to Pittsburgh. So uh, if you, you can find me on jasoncohenpittsburgh.anything, really. I, I didn't even know there was a .info, but, there, uh, but there's a .info, and jasoncohenpittsburgh.info, I'm on there. I'm on .com, .net. Dot biz, all of that. So, um, yeah, reach out to me, shoot me an email. I'm happy to talk about real estate at any time. Excellent, awesome, excellent. All right, Jason. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for sharing your story. And Same here, uh, Josh, thank you, we'll thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you. We'll see you around. All right, guys, that was Jason Cohn here on the Bigger Pockets podcast show one thirty three. You can check out the show notes at biggerpockets.com slash show 133. That's biggerpockets.com slash show 133. What is Get it? Link. Show 133. Wait, I didn't, I didn't hear you. It is show <laughs> 133. Okay. Should I say it again? You get it. Uh, people can go there and ask questions and ask uh, questions. You know, tell Jason you think he's awesome because that was an incredible interview. That was awesome. It's, it was great. I say uh, awesome a lot, but it, it deserves it. Yeah, it's okay. People people don't mind and the people that do. You know what? They're going <laughs> to send us angry emails because that's yep. what they do. That's don't what they know do. Why but they do it and that's okay. We we're going to stop this. paying for this podcast if we're not careful. Oh, <laughs> stop paying for the free podcast. Yeah, they're going to stop paying for the free yeah. podcast. Um, anyway, guys, we have 57, 60,000 listeners per show. It's amazing. It is amazing. We are so Thank honored you. by that. It really, really means a lot. Yeah. We charge you nothing for this thing. The only thing we ask is that you share it. You share it and you help us. By, by telling us what you think of the show. That's all we ask of you. So get out there and share this. Link to the show on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, biggerpockets.com slash show 133. Jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. If you don't already subscribe to the Bigger Pockets podcast, hit subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, these things will help us. They'll help you. Uh, get more of us, and they'll help other people uh, learn about the Bigger Pockets podcast. So please help us out. We really appreciate it. We do ask one more thing. Oh yeah, what do we ask? Like send chocolate chip cookies. Usually I ask that, but you you know, nobody ever send sends them. It. They always send them to the office, and then I'm not in the office. But so. don't send it. Like don't send the <laughs> homemade stuff. Not that I think you're crazy stalkers sending poison chocolate that, chip cookies. That's but true. Send packaged chocolate chip cookies because. You know, it's kind of weird when you get a plate with cookies <laughs> on it with, you know, mold and wrap on it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. A little, little, little shady. But Brandon's <laughs> address is... Uh, 
That was a terrible beep. In case you uh, didn't get that. That was, that was kind of pitchy. Was it? That was kind pitchy. of pitchy. You sound like Simon Qu- Cowell. <laughs> that was pitchy. Isn't that, uh, what's his name? Randy always said that. It's kind of pitchy. Pitchy. Pitchy, bro. Pitchy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that shows off the air now, isn't it? I, I think they're in their final season. I don't know. It's I haven't watched it since sad. season one. Kind of sad. All right. All right, guys. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, listen up, jump on the forums, create an account, get involved, get active, network with guys like this. This guy's on bigger pockets. Get yep. out there and meet him, you know? Get out there. If you do one thing, one action thing besides sharing the podcast, introduce yourself to him, to somebody else. Make that happen. Take the steps that you need to build your business, build your community, build your profile, and make it happen. Thank you for listening. I'm Josh Dorkin, signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. That's our sound effects. I like it. I like it. <laughs> all right. Very professional. Those yeah. are amazing. There was no button involved with that. No sound. I mean, you just came no, out with we, it, right? It that just, was natural. You know, natural. Wow, amazing. <laughs> There's a reason small multifamily investing is so popular in the Bigger Pockets community. With just a 3.5% down payment, you can own up to four different units. Think about it. If you house hack and live in one of the units, you still have three different groups of tenants helping you pay down your mortgage every month, four kitchens and bathrooms you could renovate to increase your property value, four different Airbnbs, medium-term rentals, or other rental strategies that you can try in one property, all in just one transaction. Of course, the question is, where do you find a small multifamily property that you can actually afford? Which market and which deals are best for you? Once you close, how do you manage it, optimize it, keep scaling, and living your life without being tied down to four leaky toilets or four fussy tenants? All great questions, my friends. All to be answered in the upcoming small multifamily bootcamp with Chris Lopez and Leica Devatha. So if you're serious about growing your portfolio with this highly efficient strategy, head to biggerpockets.com slash four, F-O-U-R. Today, and join us in the small multifamily bootcamp. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.